Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, hello, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to the second week of a brand new year. This is our informational playground. It's called Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And it is brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope that you are supporting space for positive, meaningful conversations because that's where we want to cultivate you too. Now, the, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. You can check out our new radio website at starstyleradio.com. This one is from Ralph Waldo Emerson. For every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. Isn't that a great one? I like that one. I like it too. For every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. So just think about that, how much, when we get mad or upset, how much time we're losing. Well, you know, the new year is not about changing the dates, but changing direction. It's not about changing the calendar. It's about changing our commitments. And it's not about changing the actions, but our attitudes. So may each and every day of all of yours be renewed with lots of happiness and love. So think about our miracle moment for today. Well, we have such another great show for you today because, first of all, we're going to talk about um, stand against sitting. Are your kids being couch potatoes? You know, child obesity is on the rise. Chronic inactivity is leading to lower academic performances. So in Health Matters coming right up, Heather is going to tell us what schools and what's being done to combat this epidemic and we're also going to talk about house plants because it is cold outside. You know that song, baby, it's cold outside. Well, it's <laughs> wet, it's snowy. <laughs> uh, we're going to bring some healthy spirit uh, from the outdoors into the indoors. And even if you think you have a brown thumb, I'm going to show you how you can have a green thumb. And finally, this is something that I find really interesting. When is the best time to buy a plane ticket? You know, some people are saying you buy Saturdays, or they say it's Tuesdays. But, you know, at the beginning of the year, we're already starting to plan our travels for the rest of the year. And uh, we're going to find out when is the best time or even if there is the best time. So that's coming up in segment three. So you want to uh, stay tuned for everything because you don't want to miss a second of what we're saying. We, want, we bring in your happiness. Uh, 60, we have 60 minutes together. So 60 minutes of happiness times 60 seconds is we're going to bring you 3,000 600 seconds, okay? Of <laughs> no, no wasting okay. seconds here and me those frowns. 
I know, no frowns. You know, we, what do we always say that it takes more muscles, muscles to frown? Muscles to frown and it does to smile. To smile, so we might as well smile and we'll we'll have we'll be less uh, wrinkles. We'll be more wrinkle free. Okay, so Heather, I find this really interesting because we're talking in um, about uh, taking a stand against sitting. I think with this technological era that we in that we're in, and kids, you know, are literally. Um, I, I guess they're addicted to all of their devices, whether they be games, you know, video games or just games on their iPads, their phones, computers. Instead of kicking a ball and being outside, kids are sitting a lot more and it's leading to obesity. So what's, what are some of the research studies about this? What are schools doing about it? What can we as individuals and parents do about it? Yeah, well, I feel times are changing. Growing up, I mean, recess as a kid, we, that was the best part of school, of course, but there was also peace. Yeah, I agree. We participated in sport. There was a lot of physical things going on. And now with many schools, with budget cuts especially, um, which is heartbreaking of all how, where money goes and things, um, many programs have been cut for school, and, and including, oddly enough, things uh, such as physical education. And now so that, you know, we're enriching our kids by sometimes they have these schools um, now that are considered smart schools, that they try to have an iPod or an iPad for every student. But though we're trying to get this uh, furthermore on academically, we're forgetting our things. The one body we have, the one thing we have in life is our body. This is the thing we need to keep good care of. It's not like a car that every few years, you know, we can take it in. And we have to keep it treated like a car of keeping well maintenance. Otherwise, we know it's going to break down. It's not going to be a well-running machine. And what's happening um, in the area that I'm living in, in the beach area, they really realized that this was the thing. There are shorter recess times now, and, and oftentimes, too, what's happening at these recess times is that kids aren't even playing games. They're, they're sitting on their phones playing games. They're, uh, you know, in the, in the library, on the computer. They're not being physical. They're, the way that they're communicating is texting. They're not outside playing. So um, in the school district area, they have this thing called classroom activity break, and they just uh, kind of, they call it CAB, this little thing. And every three to four times a day throughout class, they sort of have these instant recesses, a program that they stop kind of class and have about a five-minute sort of, you know, everyone gets up and we're going to do jumping jacks and physical activity within the class. Because, one, it keeps our minds engaged, especially when we get that fresh air. Exercise brings endorphins. It makes us happier. And then that smile, no, no frowning here. We feel better. We'll be burning more calories. And just physical education over uh, all is that we just are in this non-mobile society now that really we have everything at our fingertips. We're glued to our computers and we're not doing, you know, people will play tennis on a computer on a video game, but they won't go outside and play it. And right. crazy you know, I like this idea that classrooms are doing it because the workforce, especially in Japan, I always think of Japan as kind of initiating this. They, um, they've done this for quite a while where they would have these uh, mandatory, you know, like the music would come on and they'd have yeah. maybe one or two minutes where they, people jumped around or whatever it is that they did, you know, or, or you see them and they're just moving their arms. I think that's really a smart idea. It's great, yeah. You want to get kids, you know, out of their seat to stretch, to play. It's going to have better health. And something, statistics that are heartbreaking and really alarming to us. And the thing is, it starts with us. It starts with people as parents and leading by example with friends. As we know, with, with budgets, with schedules, it's easier now, too, when it comes to nutritional things. We talk about this so much, uh, especially in from financial things, how it's more expensive to buy an apple than it is a candy bar. And some people, you know, struggling to financialize, it's hard to not only just get meals for children and have things, but also to have proper um, recently, we talked on a show about really, you know, making sure your calories aren't just a calorie, isn't just, you know, sugar or anything. They have nutrients with it that they're going to fuel you. So especially for learning minds, that they need proper eating. One in three children um, are overweight or obese. And obese is an extremely saying, like, an extreme weight thing. One in three children. Wait, what is the qualification for obese? How many? You're obese if you're, what, 40 pounds over, 50 pounds over? I, oh, I don't have the exact thing. I'm not sure if it's I'm a look weight that up. thing. I think it's like with the BMI. 
But all I know is with the obese children are 60% more likely to, to be obese adults. And so, again, with obesity comes a, a, an array of chronic diseases that are associated with heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, things that, that by not maintaining our well health, it affects everything else in our life, too. And inactivity leads to childhood obesity. Children ages 6 to 17 um, need at least 60 minutes of physical activity a day. And it's crazy that we have to say, there's commercial that we say, have to say, kids, get outside for 60 minutes. Um, I think that's a big thing that those schools, you know, that they've cut out these things thinking that we're saving money, that we're helping our kids by getting rid of these physical education things, and really we're hurting our children. We need kids to be, we need us to have healthy lives, and it starts when we're young. Good habits, when you start in the foundation of your life, will lead to healthier habits as an adult. Because of the things we learn, you know, here's so many times people say, Oh gosh, you know, growing up we only ate mac and cheese, things and it's like, but that's just, that's the way I grew up. That's, that's what I'm used to. That's what we, or oh, I don't like, it's starting at home, having healthy meals, encouraging physical education. And those are things too with your kids, of trying to get them to come out and move. Consider having, you know, your, the iPods and the phones, those things be almost something they have to earn. Instead of it saying, oh, you know, play on this. Maybe it's that, you know, their good grades or um, when they do their chores and, and uh, really delegating. They have programs on computers and cell phones now that limit. They have sort of these screens that pop up that will see you can set. It's like a child block kind of thing for parents that will limit the use. After 60 minutes, after 30 minutes, the, the computer, the thing will just shut down and it can only be accessed. Well, that is a really good idea. That's a great so idea limits, because you're right. Yeah, exactly. That's and right. I did, oh, I looked up, I have the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and I just Perfect. thought we should uh, tell what an over, you know, what is the definition of overweight and, and obesity. And it is BMI, as you said. If your BMI is 30 uh, percent or higher, it is in the obese range. And so and if, if you, you're 18.5 or under, you're know. underweight. And well, what is so, so up to apparently four point percent? But the thing is that America is just obese. As we said, one in three children are overweight or obese, and to think a children that is that really terrible. That's already a thing. And yeah, that is really starting, terrible. Yeah, of starting out again healthy with your kids too, and also getting up, getting this many again having less sitting down activities. Be first that role example of don't be delegating from the couch saying, you know, you need to get outside and play while you're just sitting at the computer or the couch too. Encourage that and that's more right, fun family right. fun things of getting outside activity together. Think of two for gifts or, you know, prizes, something they've earned. Instead of giving them, you know, electronics, give them a, a bike, a kite, you know, maybe it's uh, to try a new sport, something, a basketball, something that's going to get them, you know, their mind engaged as well, but physically active with things and making things fun. You can even make house chores a fun and physical activity too. You know, go, go, having to go up, don't do, I know that always seems like a trick for kids, but it's great of, of you know, having to vacuum and no, and these things, it's a physical activity. And right. it also that these are good things that are just Think as about as you life. guys you had to climb you had to climb that hill 101 steps to feed the animals every day or yeah, twice exactly. a day you know i mean it's but it's fun but it's but it's exercise yeah, and another thing too, and this just goes is make bedrooms uh, TV and computer free because as you know they just sit and they'll go. It's kind of those things sometimes when kids get and in telephone. trouble nowadays. Oh, go to your room. Sometimes telephone the room free. is the best place you want to be. So physical activity things. Also, you know, quick for these things in schools, um, they've actually showed that physical activity, when you take these cognitive, these little breaks, when you're on an activity and then you do something physical, it gets the blood pumping more in your body. And then when they go back to a task, that they've showed that people have a better concentration, that now they're sort of the refreshed. Your mind, you can only absorb so much things before you need to take that break go back to it. And it actually said that fidgeting, that kids, you know, fidgeting costs, we want to be so, that, that's actually good. That's a good thing. That's going to keep your body active. We're burning more calories. Um, they said that too, you know, when, kids, you know, and when, when you say fidgeting, Heather, also daydreaming, you know, you, I know daydreaming. that I used to get in trouble for daydreaming or looking out oh, the I window. Oh, I get in trouble all but, the time. That but, was on my, yeah, my but now cards. research shows that is a really positive thing. It's like the most creative people are the ones that look out the window, they get in, you know, they see nature, they look at the clouds, and the daydreaming is actually creative 
work. So it's actually regenerating your brain. So don't scold your kids if they're daydreaming. I mean, that's good for them. A comment on my uh, report card. I remember as a kid, they would say, Heather's, you know, doing great at this, but often it's caught daydreaming in class. It was in third grade. But now I just know I was just getting a head start on my education. So thank you, third grade teacher. Yeah, and so, and more things too is also as sports, as we said before, is that we have all this media, all these electronic things, these, you know, social media, these things that are supposed to make us more socially connected, but have actually made us more socially alienated. That though we have this life online that people are friends and follow people, and they, but in real life, people are not interacting. You don't see these people. It's more of kind of creating this web life that you're seeing through these pictures. Or see, and, and by engaging kids in activities and sports, it also creates that social interaction again and learning team-building skills. There's so many things of just beyond just the physical thing that are uh, they're more beneficial to just the overall human of someone. As we said, the education, or education, excuse me, um, uh, activity, physical activity, uh, actually makes you happier. You release endorphins, that hormone that makes you, I feel better now. So getting outside, it's going to make people, you know, kids have a better social connection. They'll be healthier. As we said, we want to get this down. One in three children, 60% of children um, are obese. We need to start this now in the classrooms, and I love this thing with CAB. So if you're a teacher or anyone, if that's something um, that needs to be implemented more in schools that are cutting down on these programs and to really uh, you know, value physical education and school sports and this physical activity, it's not just by, by cutting these funds of these things, it's really putting this thing, this is what it's putting our statistics higher for, for kids in poor health. So it's beyond just learning the math things, and those are things with activities and sports. Kids will be learning those math and those reading, those those just those skills for all over sort of life tools, I feel. So, again, getting kids, this thing now is that it's okay with kids. If kids, you know, we're on the same, always kind of sit still, be quiet, let kids, you know, be physically active. We want them to use that energy and physical things. They'll be better. Um, they'll be more in tune with their actually their books and reading if they're allowed to have that physical activity. Kids are kids. Why, I think, um, oftentimes children are getting in trouble in school for, you know, acting out in ways is because they're kids. They have this energy that they need to use up, and we're restricting that. So allowing recess, getting kids physical activity, I think that's the best way of you know, standing up against sitting down. And it starts at home that we have to be the best role model for ourselves. If we're saying, yeah, I you was know, just going to say that. I think that, you know, as parents, we sit so much too. And people come home from work and they're tired and they just plop on the couch, you know, which is not a good modeling for your kids. Yeah. That you plop on the couch and you pop open a beer or something. You know, instead, yeah. it would be better to uh, go for a walk or. Go gather some wood if you have a fireplace or, you know, I mean, do something that is going to be physical. And for people who, you know, a lot of people who are listening to our show, they'll live, they live in the snow. So, you know, you can put your kids out there shoveling snow, make a snowman, go gather pine cones, you know, go for a snowshoe. Or if you're in a rainy area, you know, um, maybe you've got to go sweep off the sidewalks or do something. But I think if you can make it fun and attach some kind of reward to it uh, that that the kids want, you know, maybe that is like you said. Maybe you give them those few minutes of of uh, yeah. playing a game. But it, I just it, know that I go it. crazy when I have kids come into my office for coaching. It's so different than it used to be, where they came in and they were really they were really there because they wanted to be there. It's not that they don't yeah. want to be there anymore, but they're distracted by uh, games, all exactly. kinds of games on their phones, and um, a lot of them bring in iPads because they're supposed to take notes, or, or yeah. sometimes we have to videotape them, and I'll use their instruments so they can take it home and watch it on their own, but they're so engulfed in these games, that, and a lot of them are really violent games. So we're not teaching yes. our kids good, uh, you know, good values if we're allowing this to happen. So to say that you are a gaming expert at eight years old, I'm not so sure that's a badge <laughs> of honor. Yeah, yeah, really. I'd rather they be out kicking a can or, you know, doing 
Doing something that is uh, good. Well, this is really good. I like this. I like this idea of taking a stand against sitting because research is also showing that. Um, I mean, obviously, adults are are falling victim to this. We're all sitting more, but sitting is really um, not good. Not only for your posture and for your skeletal, but it also can cause all these extra diseases that you were talking about. So we really do have to. Um, you know, stand up stand more, up get on a bicycle, just do something, take a walk around the block, do something. So great uh, segment, Heather. Do you want to give out the websites? Most definitely. You want to go to BeTheCellular.com as well as BeTheCellular.org. And talking about being active, we're going to talk about some plants and house plants. And, you know, even if it is cold and rainy and snowy outside, how can you can stay healthy by bringing some plants into your life. And anybody can do it. I don't care if you're a, you think you're a brown thumb. There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you a green thumb. Stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. And Heather Brittany. And I'll be back with you in just a bit. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. Don't go away. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. The star you Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Be the star you are. You are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, in keeping with our healthy lifestyle theme for our programs this entire year, we're going to be talking now about houseplant happiness. I'm often told that, uh, oh, I don't, I don't have plants because I have a brown thumb. I kill everything, you know, on and on and on. And I do not believe that's true. I like uh, Jonathan Winter's quote that says, I couldn't wait for success, so I went ahead without it. So, you know, if you're not doing something and it's not successful, don't worry about it. We're going to just plug ahead anyway. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel where we aim to encourage and inspire you and help you be the stars you were born to be. So, you know, it is raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring, as they like to say, and oh, how happy we are! all are here in the West, because we have really been in a drought, and we are still in a drought, but at least it's getting a little better. And of the, uh, for those of you who 
have been listening to me for all of these years, you know that I am not usually a fan of winter because I absolutely adore basking in the sunlight of gardening bliss. I just love sunshine. So spring, summer, and fall are my seasons of delight. When I was a lot younger, you know, when I was in my teens and 20s and 30s, I absolutely adored skiing and could have easily lived in snow country for the winter. But now, you know, I only want a few days of that. And I really much prefer to be in a land where I can see the sunshine and it's not always gray and dreary and all that. But this January, I am singing in the rain because raindrops keep falling on my head right here. El Nino translated means our natural surroundings are finally receiving a well-deserved soaking. So I am going woohoo, woohoo, woohoo. I am so happy about this. So since it's wet and cold outside, I thought that we should learn how to bring the healthy spirit of the outdoors inside with some beautiful houseplants. Now, many plants that we relish as indoor specimens grow wild in the tropics or the warmer climate south of the equator. And maybe that's why I'm really so enamored with houseplants because the ones that I keep in my own garden kind of remind me of a perpetual summer or at least perpetual tropics, you know, places like Hawaii and Tahiti and Caribbean and, and South America where it is uh, warm. So to start out your year with wellness as a resolution, we can provide some physical and psychological benefits to our own families by introducing these bold shapes, the exotic foliage, the cool colors of houseplants. Now, what happens with plants that are brought inside is they actually clean our air and they absorb more than 87% of the volatile organic compounds. And those include formaldehyde, benzene, xylene, and these are all really negative compounds that we are breathing in the air in our indoor spaces. And when I say indoor, I don't only mean at our offices or businesses or the stores, I'm talking about our homes. Now, VOCs, they come from the newer, more energy efficient buildings. So, you know, for those of you who think that you're out of the woods if you're not living in an 1800s house, that's really not true because there are more VOCs in the newer houses and especially those that boast that they have energy efficiency. We also get uh, VOC, that VOCs are again the volatile organic compounds in household cleaners. Carpets do off-gassing, drapes, furniture, personal care products like that you use probably, you know, on a regular basis that you don't even think about. Hairspray, nail polish, nail polish remover, ammonia, bleach, uh, lots of different products, perfumes even. So the Environmental Protection Agency has revealed that indoor pollution can be five to ten times greater than any pollution outdoors. So think about that. I, I often think when I'm driving down a freeway and I see houses and apartment buildings that are right up against the freeway and I think to myself, oh my gosh, I feel so grateful that I don't live right there and have to breathe in all of those, you know, the, the gas fumes, the cars going by, the noise, there's a lot. But just think about it that it doesn't really matter where you are, that indoor pollution can be five to ten times greater than breathing in all that freeway smoke. So what can help you out? Well, one of the easiest remedies for staying healthy and breathing clean air, it's called houseplants to the rescue. So contrary to what many people believe, houseplants are really extremely easy to grow, to maintain and to enjoy with just a little bit of TLC. Now, what is that tender, loving care? They need a little food. They need water. They need sunlight hey, and singing if you so desire. I, I tend to talk a lot to my plants and sing to everything. Not that my voice is going to make them happy, but they're probably used to it. So different plants require various amounts of each of those things. You know, plants are just like humans. You have heard me say before, if you can grow a plant, you can grow a relationship. So if this is your year of growing a relationship, let's uh, work on getting a plant and taking good care of it from the get-go. Now, the key to growing a good plant is you got to choose the right plant 
for your chosen location. And then you allow that healthy plant to kind of take care of itself. It is so amazing. I remember when I first started, I think I was, well, I don't think, I actually know. I was in college when I first started this whole idea of houseplants, you know, and whether it was a terrarium or something in a jar, or I started, you know, seedlings in a glass of water. But I started with houseplants, and so many of the houseplants that when I first started, I drowned them because I gave them too much water and too much care. So the key is it's kind of like you just let them take care of themselves until you, you realize that they need something from you. Now, here are some of the best plants to absorb these airborne toxins. They are... Aspathophyllum, that's also known as the peace lily. You've seen that. It's a really great plant, and it has these, it's also called a sail plant. It has like these white sails that it sends up. That, and what's very interesting about it, it's just so easy care. Orchids, pothos, Chinese evergreen, philodendrons, and diffenbachia. Now, all of those are probably the best ones to absorb any airborne toxins. However, any houseplant will clean the air and will provide some beauty and decor in your house. Now, scientific studies indicate that houseplants keep us healthy in multiple ways besides just cleaning the air. That includes they reduce headaches, colds, sore throats, and stress levels. Now, gardeners know that being in nature is good for our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. So if we actually bring nature indoors during these dreary months, it's going to be a health booster. And it's going to improve our creativity, our cognitive skills, our memory, and our problem solving. And another thing is in the winter, most of us have forced heat. And when you have the heat on, the plants also act as a natural humidifier and they relieve your, your skin of like the of dry skin and chapped lips and all that discomfort because they're actually adding moisture to the air. So I think that is a really, really cool thing about plants is that they're helping us in so many ways. Now, let's talk about some of my favorites and see if these might become some of your favorite plants because uh, there's, again, I'm only going to tell you the ones that I like that are super, super easy to grow. So again, the fiddle leaf fig is for rooms with tall ceilings. Now, if, if you know what the fiddle leaf fig, it's a very large uh, leaf. It does not have actual figs on it that you can eat, but these leaves are shiny, shiny green. In its native habitat, which is Africa, the fiddle leaf will grow to actually 40 feet. But indoors, it may just go 10 to 15 feet, and it can live for like three decades or more. But what's so nice about it is if you have tall ceilings or kind of a large area, or if you have an area where you walk in and there's a staircase and you kind of need something in that space, that fiddle leaf is great. And what you can do is at the bottom of it, you can plant some other plants that will also clean your air and add some beauty. You can, at the, I have at the bottom of my fiddle leaf, I do have a spathophyllum, which is a peace lily, and it's sprouting up its, its wonderful um, white lilies. I also put an anthurium there, and it's a, the pink anthurium. And anthuriums, as you know, are coming from Hawaii. That's one of the native plants over there. And it just keeps blooming and blooming. And I also put a snake plant. Now, the snake plant is kind of like a succulent, and it just goes straight up. It doesn't have any blooms. But all of these plants are just really, really simple to grow, and they look really pretty growing together. So I have grouped them together, and it's nice at the entry, and also it is cleaning my air. Now, if you like blooming plants, you absolutely cannot beat orchids or bromeliads. They need almost zero care, yet they flower for months on end. I have a couple of orchids that I bought in October, and they are still blooming. They still look just amazing, and they've had, they've ha had more leaflets come out, and they're, they're just doing great. They'll probably last a month or more. So usually you can get four to five months out of that. Now, bromeliads, 
There's a many different kinds of bromeliads. And again, all of these are tropical plants. And they, you, they come in like purples and reds and oranges and pinks. And you water them from the top like in a cup. But you only water them when they have no water in it. So zero care and they can last for months. Now, another constant bloomer, as I said, was that piece of lily, that spathophyllum. And it, it tolerates less light than, um, than a lot of the other plants. So it can take a lot of abuse. And, you know, it's called the peace lily because it really does bring some tranquility to a room. Now, pothos has to be one of the easiest houseplants to grow. If you have a friend that's growing that already, you can just snip a piece off, stick it in the soil, water it, let it do its thing, and it'll climb up a, a trunk of, of a tree or another plant. I What I did is when I was, um, uh, I had a couple of branches that broke off of a tree and they had some moss on them and they were really pretty. So I just stuck it in a pot, and stuck the branch in a pot, put the pothose underneath it and it's twirling itself up and it's, it's, it's like a hanging plant. It's like a vine and it, um, it just attaches itself to other things. So it's a great one. And then, of course, at this time of the year, the Christmas cactus are still in full bloom. They usually started in uh, sometime in December. And then after the blossoms are spent, you do need to put those outside on a porch or a patio because they need the cold in order to bloom again. The good thing is, is if you do want Christmas cactus, because again, they're so easy. I don't even know if I even ever water mine once I put them outside. They just seem to take care of themselves. But um, they're on sale now at a lot of places. So you might want to uh, grab that. Now, azaleas in bloom, they can be put on your patios, your porches, or they can be brought inside as accents, but they can only be brought inside for short periods of time because they really are an outdoor plant. Now, if you're looking for a plant that totally doesn't need any food, it doesn't need water, it really doesn't need attention, all it needs is a little bit of spritzing because it lives on air, pick up some Tillandsias. These are called air plants. You see them in the jungles hanging from trees. And they get their moisture from a little bit of rain or they get their moisture from the dew that drips from other leaves. So they live literally on air. Other plants that are good for indoors, again, all tropical, would be the palms, the anthurium, ZZ plants. And um, there's many more if you just go to your garden center and check them out. Now, I'm going to give you some tips on how to take care of them because this is the 101. This, if you think you have a brown thumb, this is what you need to know. And I think when you hear it, you're going to realize how simple it is to have these plants that are going to bring you so much benefit. So number one is before buying any plant, you want to decide where you're going to want to uh, place it. Is it going to be dark, sunny, warm, cold? Because each plant requires a different temperature, a different light. So when you're going out, you should really check the amount of space you have, too, in your home. And then if you're going to go buy these new at a nursery or plant center, read the plant tags for the information you'll need that are going to keep your plant happy. Now, my measuring trick for light is if you can read a magazine in that corner or that space, a plant can grow in that low light. So when it says a low light, it, you have just see if you can read a, a magazine there. Then if it says bright light, then you're going to want probably some filtered sunlight. You don't ever want to put things in direct sunlight because through the windows they could burn. Now, you want to avoid putting any plants on or near radiators, air conditioners, TVs, or drafty areas. You're going to water only when the soil is dry. And how you know it's dry is if it's dry an inch below the surface. What I do is I stick a pencil in the dirt. If it comes up dry, then I give my plants a little drink. But you don't want to overwater. If you start seeing your plant yellowing or dropping leaves, that is a sign of too much moisture. You don't want to drown your plants because they will suffocate and die. So it would be just like us, you know, putting our heads in water and our roots would, you know, your roots are dying. Now, also, because you're indoors, make sure you also have a saucer underneath every pot and a protective element like a tile, a coaster, even a CD, you know, one a, a used CD that you're not using anymore. 
they make fantastic coasters. And um, that is just to protect anything from ruining your furniture. Even on glass, you'll get a, a ring if you don't have something under it. So you never want your plant to sit in a container that has excess water, but you also always want to have something underneath your plant that is going to protect your furniture. Now, read the plant tag instructions again and feed two or three times per year according to tag instructions with some kind of organic um, feed. You, uh, you know, for things that like... Um, acid again I give my plants you know a dose of my coffee and it seems good but I refrain from giving them any lactose any uh, cream or milk indoors in case it smells outside I do give that to my plants but don't do it on the inside now when your plants get older they might get re root bound and you're gonna have to repot it and so just be aware of that. And then, you know, the, bo the bottom line is that you're going to get to enjoy the clean air and a prettier interior by having all your houseplants. Remember, too, that houseplants are happiest between 70 and 80 degrees Fahrenheit during the day. And they like it 10 to 15 degrees cooler at night. And they thrive basically in the same temperatures that make humans comfortable. So, you know, even 68 is going to be fine. And at nighttime, if you have your house down to 55 or 60, they're going to be fine. So don't wait to be successful. Just buy a few houseplants and breathe in nature 365 days a year inside your home and office. And it doesn't matter if it's winter. Now, I have a couple of mid-month reminders for you. And those are Prune your roses, your berries, your crepe myrtles this month. And you can now buy bare root roses locally. Or to order those David Austin English roses, go to davidaustinroses.com. You can use promo code UHA for 20% off your order through February 19th. So that's kind of cool. And then trees uh, cleanse the air. They filter water. They clean the air. They provide shade and habitat for wildlife, so you can learn more about the benefits at trees at americaforest.org. Substitute eggplant for any meat dish. Now, Burpee has developed a new flavorful eggplant called Meatball with a density and texture that makes it taste like a hamburger or an eggplant steak cutlet, and it can be used in any recipe that calls for meat. So check out Burpee Seeds if you're interested in having a, a meatless dish. Ashes from your fireplace can be added to the compost pile when you clean your hearth, but make sure they're cold or pour water into the bucket before pouring into your compost bin. And then don't forget to plant some arugula just in a pot for winter salads. Those seeds grow quickly and those bitter leaves add so much zing to your dishes. So welcome the rain and the snow and bring health and wellness into your home. For this new year, because baby, it really is cold outside. When we come back from break, we are going to be talking about air travel and how you can buy a plane ticket, kind of the when and the when not to buy an airline ticket. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This in the, is the Empowerment Channel, and we are your healthy lifestyle show. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. People often ask me for a formula for success. Well, working longer hours and working harder does not spell success. What we need to do is to work with maximum effectiveness in order to be successful. When your personal and business life are in balance, you experience less conflict and definitely less stress. And this balance allows you to become more effective and get more work done in less time. So you plan your work work your plan. When you love what you do, there's nothing hard about your career. If you find yourself working longer, what you need to do is get more organized, delegate the details, and don't procrastinate. Make lists. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information about getting a coaching or consultation, visit Star Style 
www.ghostsradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program star style be the star you are hosted by the passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party find all you need in a light that well, if you're like me, when the first of the year comes, the, one of the first things besides, you know, exercise and health and getting in shape and all those things that comes to mind is you start thinking about planning your vacations. If you're working for a company, you've probably had to um, designate what days you're going to take off. And we look forward to traveling. We look forward to those down days. We look forward to enjoying some R&R and especially, you know, maybe in another state or even another country. So if you are going to be traveling and you have to buy a plane ticket, when is the best time to buy that plane ticket? I recently was uh, buying a, a ticket for the next month, for the month of February, when I have to go on a business uh, trip. And I was trying to fo- follow a formula that I had thought was working. And I bought the ticket. But one thing I always do is I make sure that within the next 72 hours, I check back on the website of the airlines a couple of times to see if the ticket has you know, stayed the same or gone down. Well, interestingly enough, on this particular ticket that I was buying, I, within about 40 hours, the ticket dropped to half price. Now, I wasn't able to redeem it online. I had to actually call the airlines. And what they were able to do was to credit my account. Since it was a non-refundable ticket, they wouldn't give me the money back that I had paid. But they credited me for another flight that I can use within a year. So that was very interesting that I got that extra, you know, that extra amount, which I will use for something. So there's new data that's showing how far in advance that we all need to book flights for the lowest price and the best fares. For example, best fares for summer in Europe, which is summer in Europe is a very popular time. If you are just joining us, you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And my name is Cynthia Bryan, and I am your personal achievement coach and trying to help you lead the best life you can and also to save money. So we're talking about when and when not to buy your plane ticket. See, it's kind of tempting to dream of vacations and book leisure travel, you know, as you head into the weekend. But we want to resist because here's what airlines are telling us. Airline tickets are generally priced the highest on Fridays. Average prices for tickets bought on Fridays are 13% higher than on a Sunday, according to a new analysis of tickets sold worldwide over the past year. And now what's the reason? It's because leisure travelers tend to book discount trips more heavily on the weekends, while business travelers typically pay higher fares, booking their reservation at the end of the work week. So don't do it on a Friday. You're going to be lumped in there with the business travelers. Now, prices creep up on Fridays. Fare sales typically expire before Friday, and many airlines launch their price hikes at the end of the week to see whether competitors are going to match them over the weekend. 
Also, the inventory of available cheap seats, they sell down during the week before the replenishment over the weekend, or they sell early in the week. Now, uh, Greg Schultz, he is Expedia's a senior vice president of Global Tour and Transport, was quoted as saying that he would personally shop the weekend, that means Saturday and Sunday, and maybe the beginning of the week and avoid Fridays completely. And both Expedia and Airlines Reporting Corporation, which processes tickets that are booked through travel agencies, they studied hundreds of millions, now hundreds of millions of tickets that were purchased over this past year. And here's what the study found. Airfares globally were 8% lower in the month of October than the same month a year earlier. So this past October, they were cheaper than in 2014. There was a 6% decline for travel within North America, and there was a 16% drop for flights within Europe. Now, airlines, especially low fare carriers, and there are lots of low fare carriers now, they've been adding planes to their fleets and flights to their schedules. So what's happening is they're increasing the competition and they're reducing the fares to fill those added seats. And of course, uh, one of the reasons for lower fares this past year is there's also been lower oil prices. So it's made it cheaper for airlines to try out new flights and uh, the, lower air, the lower oil prices have brought down the airfares. Now the hunt for the lowest fare is a constant source for frustrations for travelers, as I was telling you, just about my experience. Sometimes they see prices drop as soon as they buy a ticket, and other times you see prices climb just when you're hoping for a better deal. So while there's good news in lower prices for travelers after several years of escalating airfare, the study is reinforcing that reality that there is absolutely no magic formula for getting any best price other than trying to book early. So you might be asking how early you should buy. So the biggest factor is whether you're going to get a good price or not is really about how early you are. The sweet spot is about two months before departure. Now, the study found that the lowest priced economy tickets for a flight within North America were sold, just this is an average, 57 days before departure. Now, for trips from North America to the Caribbean, which is another favorite spot for people to go, the cheapest day to buy was 77 days in advance on average. So we're looking at, you know, almost four months out, three and a half months. Now, trips within Europe showed their lowest price at 140 days before departure. But here's the kicker. If you're planning to go to Europe from North America... The lowest prices are available a whopping 176 days before takeoff. So you want to get planning like, you know, seven, eight months before. So that is really saying that if you are planning a fall trip, you want to book it now. Now, there's a, a chief data scientist of fares that have been tracking a lot of fares, and they see benefits even earlier than 57 days on some domestic flights. And one thing that I always encourage people to check is check Groupon and check uh, TravelZoo, because if you sign up for those, that you get these alerts, and you can actually say if you want alerts for hotels or airfares, you're going to find some great ones. I just got an alert on TravelZoo. I wish I could go, but unless I get a job over there, I want, I'm not going to do it. Uh, Hawaii from San Francisco for $357 round trip, whereas uh, it can get as high in the month of January, February as $800 to $900 round trip. So that's like a really, really great price. Virgin does Virgin America. They have these $59 fares that they advertise just on the spur of the moment, and it might only last 24 hours, but you can get notified through TravelZoo or Groupon. So make sure that you really check that. Uh, domestic trips, some of the cheapest prices, according to some of the researchers, is really 80 days before departure. And international markets seem to drop to their lowest price somewhere around 120 days before takeoff, roughly four months before you fly. But you know what? Chasing that absolute cheapest price can be a trap in the airline pricing game because 
airlines don't start actively managing the price of seats on a particular flight until three or four months before the departure for a domestic flight and five or six or seven months for international uh, uh, trips. And this is, um, this is a quote by Rick Shaney, who's the chief executive for Fair Compare. And the Fair Compare is another site where you can search for flights and hotels and, um, you know, can kind of compare prices. So that is a good one to do. Sometimes you can buy too early. Now, it used to be, I used to, I always heard that Tuesday was the best day to buy your ticket because you were most likely to catch a, a, a you know, a sale on Tuesdays. The reasoning behind that is that airline pricing executives, they would come to work on a Monday. They would look at what happened over the weekend. If not enough seats were sold, then they would put together some kind of sales and they would like discount the load on the plane. And then Monday night around midnight, they would post these ads in Tuesday's newspaper and on uh, on the airline sites. So Tuesdays have generally been a really good day to buy. But two-thirds of all sales are still loaded into reservation computers early in the week, usually a Monday night, and they typically last only a couple of days. So it might be Monday to Thursday. Now, I actually bought my this airline ticket I was telling you about on a Tuesday, thinking I was getting the best price, and by Thursday it had gone to half price. And then Thursday night, it was already back up to double again. So I, it just pays to maybe look at Tuesdays and then track it for a couple of days. So airlines can target specific market, markets with like a flash sale, which is kind of interesting, which I was saying like that's what Virgin does uh, very often. And then they sometimes will do it through social media. And they will tweet something um, or they'll just tweak prices on some individual flights. So you can also follow airlines on social media sites. Fair sales are, as they used to be, are really few and far between. So they're always making these adjustments up and down. So it's pretty hard to track. Knowing that many price conscious travelers are shopping on weekends, Airlines will post their lowest prices on Saturdays and Sundays, which are also days when the business travelers are not usually trying to snag inexpensive fares because they're not at work. And, you know, since their business isn't paying for them if they're not at work, they're not going to do that. Airline pricing computers score flights and they measure it against competitors. So, for example, if a flight has a better time or connection, maybe it's a, a nonstop flight, it means that it will likely be more attractive to customers, and then that one can command higher prices. But if a flight is lagging behind historical buying patterns, computers may shrink the price, and then they will fill more seats. I like going to SeatGuru.com to check out what seats are a good seat because you can really get a bad seat. So go to SeatGuru. When you're looking at flights, go to SeatGuru. Um, Last-minute discounts, it doesn't happen anymore. Airlines fill close to 90% of their seats. I remember when I used to want to fly from SFO to LAX when I was working um, in television and film a lot, and I would fly down to LA on a Monday, come back Friday night, and I would go to SFO, and this is when Pan Am was flying, and at the last minute I could get a 5 or $10 fare because the seats were empty. But that doesn't happen anymore. It, you can't show up at the airport with your suitcase and get a half-price ticket. So that's the sad truth for consumers. There's no golden rule that you can beat the airlines. So with this data on direct sales, you can at least try to get some good, uh, uh, some good airfares. So here's what, I, what my research has shown me. Friday is the most expensive day to fly. Let's say that there is um, a ticket that is, on a Saturday, you can buy a ticket for $500. Uh, $500. On Sunday, that ticket, you, it's probably going to be around, it might, be, it might go down a little bit less. So someday, I'm looking at Sunday might be the lowest average price. It might be $475. Monday, it's going to go up to 543. Tuesday, it's going to probably go down. It might be about 535. 
then Wednesday, it's going to go higher and higher. So you have to be really, really careful with that. Well, thank you so much for being great listeners. I appreciate you tuning in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are with me every single week. And we are uh, coming to you live on Voice America. Remember, our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. Visit our website at starstyleradio.com and make a donation to the charity at bethestarur.org. Until next week when we celebrate again, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Be the star you are. The star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.